0: This is a Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. Okay, good afternoon. Oh, that was weak. Good afternoon. Good
1: afternoon.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us today in the panel discussion on covering why we cover. My name is Michael Morsius. I'm the Dean of Learning Enrichment and College Readiness. I'm also the club advisor for the Muslim Student Association. This event is sponsored by the MSA and the Marine Valley Community College Library. And I'd like to thank Julius Allen, where's Julius? Back here, the president of the MSA and Troy Swanson from the library. Thank you very much for sponsoring this event. The intent of today's presentation, I want to talk about what we're going to try to do today. So first I'm going to tell you what it is not. Mm-hmm. This is not a lecture on Islam. Okay? It's also not a debate. Okay? What it is, and I get to use this I only get to use this word about once a year because they get mad at me when I use it, it's a phenomenological look into something that many people are very curious about. What is phenomenology? Phenom is it a nice word? It's a big word? Phenomenology is a research method that many of you will find in your field is when you try to understand something by looking at that thing from the other person's perspective, not from your perspective. So that's what we're here today from. We're having a rare opportunity to listen to some young women from our community, people you may know or will know, talking about this issue. Okay? One of the ongoing goals, we do many sessions and presentations, one of the ongoing goals of MSA is for us to be able to define our own faith in a day when a lot of people try to define it for us. And today we're going to take that down a little lower and let six young women define their own experience instead of letting other people, particularly in the media, media, define it for them, okay? And the last thing I'd like to say is we're going to practice some critical thinking things. When we talk about critical thinking, there's two things I always like to remember. One exposure does not equal promotion. Just because we talk about something or we share something doesn't mean that we're promoting it. And two, most importantly, out of respect, accept, acceptance does not necessarily mean agreement. Okay. I think these are things when we talk about difficult subjects. Now, a few notes before we proceed uh, on how, how the session will go. First, I'll ask each of the panelists to share their initial thoughts on today's topic, why they cover, what that means to them. Then I'll open the the floor for questions from you and Julius should be handing out some note cards. You can either ask the question or you can write it on a note card. I will have some additional questions as we go and then we'll conclude. My job as a moderator is to keep us on task and to make sure we get a chance to understand these young ladies, their experiences and their perspectives. Okay? So now we're going to begin with the, dis- with the panel. I would now invite each of our panelists to... Um, introduce themselves and to respond to the first general question what does it mean to you to wear a hijab and we'll start with Nurmeen.
2: Hi, as alaykum, may peace be with you all. Um, my name is Darmeen Chaabna. I am a sophomore at St. Xavier University. I was president of my Muslim Student Association last semester and I started wearing hijab around 13 years old. I mean Originally, when a girl starts wearing hijab, people would think that it's because her parents forced her to, whereas my my parents actually had no input in it at all. It actually was my decision all by myself. And really, at the time, I was already a day wearing long sleeves, you know, trying to be modest in school and the way I speak and the way I act towards others and my actions. And I knew that I had to go and level up one more. I had to reach self-actualization in that matter. So I actually started practicing wearing the hijab, going to the mall. And one day on Eid uh, al-Fitr, which is um, the holiday that comes after Ramadan, I put on the hijab and I never took it off nor regretted it since then. Hijab, it means freedom to me. I mean, many people will think I'm oppressed and, you know, I have no way of, you know, expressing myself. But I do. I mean, I have all different kinds of hijab. I have hijab for boxing. I have hijab for the gym. I have, you know, hijab for... I mean, I express myself equally. And I think it's more oppressing that people think that I'm oppressed than, than I actually am oppressed. It's liberation. I am free. I stripped the eyes of all of those who could judge me by the way I look. You have no way of judging me by the way I look unless you have something against Islam, of course. And, you know, but... You really have a chance to get to know me. You're not coming up to me because, you know, my hair looks amazing today or because my skin's amazing or because I look amazing. You come up to me because you want some you want to hear that what I have to say or you have a question to ask me or, you know, you find me intelligent or you find me interesting, but nothing of the sort of the way I look. So that's the way. That's why I love wearing the hijab, and that's why I originally wore the hijab. I have two older sisters who wear the hijab. My mom wears the hijab. I, have a, I'm a, I live in a religious family, um, so I guess I, could, I was a little bit influenced by them. But the message, I mean, you have to wear it, but I get why I have to wear it. I mean, I don't question it, and I love it every single day. And I can't say that I would live any other way.
3: Hello everyone. Um, Assalamu alaikum. My name is Noor Salah. I am the Vice President of MSA and I am a freshman freshman here. And I wore the hijab when I was in 6th grade. Um, I came um, from Brazil to America. No, from Brazil to the Middle East, and then I saw the way they wear it. I saw how they're treated differently, how they're more respected. And um, my teacher, my Islam teacher, actually told me I told her, why do I have to wear the hijab? She's like, there's two pies, one that's covered and one that's not covered. Which one attracts more flies? The uncovered one, right? So you're basically going to be treated based on your intelligence. People look at me for my character, my personality, how I talk, my actions. They see me for who I am, not for what I look like, my hair, my body. Um, Dressing modest is... Not new. Uh, during history, um, religion has always told people to be modest, to cover up. Mary wore the veil. Nuns wear veils. It's not new. Christians, like, want to be modest. It's, it's in religion. It's not new. So I wear it because I feel like free. I, I am free. I choose to wear it. I've never been forced. You know, it's just,
4: yeah, natural.
3: that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's natural.
4: Assalamu everyone. My name is Amani Dabli, and I am currently a senior to the Life Stag High School, and I am their vice president for MSA. Um, and the reason I cover um, is because to better my relationship with God and also for respect for myself, by wearing the hijab, I actually put my character on display, and to make the person in front of me talk to me, and I, me knowing that they're looking at me for my personality to show them that I'm more concerned about Who I am inside and my Amalekah mind and my soul for them to discover that rather than discover like my appearance Um, and also for my relationship with God because um, um, as a follower of Islam we have the Quran and in the Quran it states um, in a Quranic verse and say to the believing woman that they should lower their gaze and guard their modesty that they should not display their beauty. Or, or, and ornaments, except what most ordinarily appear thereof, that they should draw their veils over their bosoms and not display their beauty, except, and then it goes on and says, except to who, like your husband. There's definitely exceptions to it. Um, but yeah, just because I'm respecting the command from um, God as a follower of Islam.
5: Hi, my name is Noor. Hi, my name is Noor Hamam. For me, why I wore the hijab, it was different. Me being Gemini, it's more of a cultural thing. But one day I did ask myself why we had to wear the hijab. I looked it up. I asked people, it's more than just a cultural thing. It's more than just a veil over your head. It's a sense of modesty. You go out, you're confident in yourself, you feel like a jewel. Islam treats women as a jewel and they are covered so to be treated with respect
1: to yeah. <laughs> my name is Nadine it's my fourth semester here at Moraine Valley and I'm a member of the MSA Um, First and foremost, I would definitely say the reason why I wear the hijab is ultimately for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for God. And um, I feel like it just makes me closer to my religion, and I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is best for me, what is best for the Muslim women, and, um, you know, we as Muslim women in Islam were viewed like she's, like um, Noor said, as jewels. I mean, I look at modesty as a form of, it's almost like a shield, you know, it's like you hold it and not necessarily that you hold it but it may be like a piece of material on your head but you can't even explain the spiritual feeling that you get when you wear it Um, I mean from even a very early age I one day literally I woke up and I said mom dad that's it I want to wear the hijab and they told me they said you know okay we support you we back you up 100% I mean obviously this is within the religion and but they told me they said okay when you go out there just know that there's people that are going to judge you based off of it and I said okay well you know what my fear comes from God it doesn't come from the fear of people and so I remember I literally walked into school one day and I was the only Muslim girl in my whole eighth grade class and literally every single person that was in the hallway that day they all stared at me it was like it it was like just someone walked in and they didn't know what to expect i had one of my very good friends she's non-muslim and um in all honesty i was kind of afraid to see like her reaction that maybe she would look at me a little differently but no she treated me just the same and i told them i said you know what this symbolizes who I am and what I believe in, my morals, my value, my faith, and I wear it with pride, you know? This is me. And automatically it's like when you wear the hijab, what it represents is it represents okay, yes, a Muslim woman, that's obvious. But it's almost like you demand respect, you know? It's almost like someone just looks at you, you know, for who you are. And you don't have to necessarily flaunt your um, you know, I guess, you know, you don't have to show your hair or your beauty, people fall in love with you for what you have to offer, your personality. And I think that's one of the greatest things about it. Um, you know, alhamdulillah, I mean, I it's been about seven, I guess you could say seven, eight years, and it's, I mean, it's truly, truly a blessing. Good afternoon, everyone. Assalamu
6: alaikum. My name is Fatma Hlazi. I am um, from Egypt. I was born and raised there. Uh, i almost there now two years. I, uh, this is my fourth semester, my major human resource management, and I work in campus here in the tutoring center. Um, I have much more maybe to add it for what they have just said, but simply Islam is my religion, and when it comes to commitment to uh, a command from God that I should wear a at, at, at a certain time, thir- usually is 13 to 14 years old. I start to wear hijab because I get so many questions around the time. When I go to junior school, it was Coptic school. I found in, uh, some sisters and some instructors they wear hijab, maybe in different styles than ours, but still they wear hijab. So I started to ask some friends and to ask my mothers, so what, why are you wearing hijab? And when I see my mother, she's praying, so I just put a scarf over my head and I want to understand what that means. So she started to, under, to explain for me what is hijab. Hijab is not just only a scarf to cover your head, it's, it's more than that. It's Go beyond it's a commitment to yourself that you try to represent your religion in your attitude, you cannot be Muslim and wearing hijab and at the same time you can be lie, can cheat. You should represent your religion in a good outstanding way, how you can be a good student, how you can be the best employee, how you can treat everyone, how you communicate with people, especially opposite out, sides, how you can keep distance like when you are driving, you have to keep distance with the other car especially the same thing. You have to always keep distinct with the other side. So how are you talking with males? And you still look friendly and nice. Uh, what I found about Hagab also that he can look beautiful, but you can keep, if you want, look super beautiful, super attractive. That can be happen at home. You are free to, to dress the way you like. You can put makeup. You can use perfume. You can dress the way you like in front of family. Of course, you can be super beautiful, super attractive for your future husband. So Hageb is not put you, makes you frustrated. You can, you, you have your freedom. You are free to present yourself. You can it gives you the valuable and respectful that you can show yourself in very interested way for everyone. So now I feel like people they communicate with me for my charisma, is not for my appearance. So Hageb is just a commitment to myself and for the sake of Allah, that I will be try and do my best to be a good Muslim. Thank you.
0: Thank you, ladies. Before I open up to questions, I have one because we've talked a little bit and I'd, I'd like them all to address us. Can you tell us about any unusual, funny, odd, strange questions or comments people have talked to you about? About the hijab? <laughs> like I got
2: this, <laughs> I got this um, <laughs> um Like I said, I, I found the hijab when I was 13 and We all know how 13 year olds can act sometimes. So, my first day of school, I sat in my usual seat for science, and uh, Danny, who sat behind me, says to me, I'm sorry, that's Nermeen's seat. And I said, Well, I am Nermeen. He's like, Whoa. And he asked, Do you sleep in that? And I said, Does a nun sleep in her habit? Because she doesn't. So I said, No, I don't sleep in it. but I've also gotten certain things like do I shower in it no do um do my does my brother get to see my hair of course. Um, for the record, uh, men, basically, if you are able to marry anybody, such as a cousin or, you know, an- another male, then you have to wear the hijab for them. Like in, but it, in, like, in sense of intermediate family, like brother, uncle, such things like that, then, you know, of course you could take off your hijab. But I, there's, like, a lot of confusion about that, about when you could wear the hijab. And it's, I mean, cousins and any male who's, you know, that you're allowed to marry in an Islam and you're allowed allowed—you're just allowed to, you do have to wear the hijab in front of them. But those are some interesting moments I've had. Some I won't share because they just hurt still. But <laughs> but um, I'll have the other girls share with you because I know they have some interesting moments. Um,
3: for me, it's the same thing. The garbage, <laughs> they asked me, um, oh, they called it like a garbage bag. Why do you have this garbage bag on your head? Or? I had criti- like a lot of, critics criticism and bullying with it but made me stronger for who I am and uh, yeah it's simple questions like do you shower in it do you sleep and I just same thing I never got like crazy crazy questions but that's pretty much yeah. it I don't know what they asked
4: you um for me I was very fortunate because I grew up like I'm like live here near here um and um I like grew up in a community where they're more accepting so I really didn't have any like Disrespectful questions, but I really did have some weird, serious questions like, do I pre pierce my head before, like at birth, so the (laughs) pin could go inside of it? Or, um, I got this the strangest one actually. (laughs) Um, people actually apologized to me, um, (laughs) for wearing the hijab, and I was like, no, uh, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry, you have to wear that, and I was like, no, I'm sorry that you feel that it's sorry for me because. It really did like um, for me like the hijab. I exp- I have to like explain to them that for me like during an age where like teenage and I'm pretty sure a lot of people could like uh, relate with me on this during a time where a person's like struggling to find themselves like the hijab is like the thing that has made me fi- like made me find myself and my personality mold me into who I am today. So I I just like made them understand that. So I'm like you could pity like for me anything else except the thing that's made me who I am. Um, other than that, there's no other weird questions I've got, Something like them.
5: Um, for me, I wish they asked me questions, but mm-hmm. I would get teased, taunted. I wore it in eighth grade, people would put a, pull it off my head, they would ask me if my mom Wipe the table with it and then I put it on my head. I used to come home crying and then my family took me back to Yemen and explained to me what hijab is and I came back and I'm confident in myself and I really don't care what people say about it. Um, I would definitely
1: say that i've probably heard almost every question in the book so no question phases me now i mean i think it's like sometimes you get like genuine like okay they want to know you know what i mean they just they like they really want to know so it's not like they're trying to be rude about it um i definitely tell people all the time i mean if you were just curious you know ask all you have to do is ask. I mean, I, if anything, I, if you have a stereotype, then I want to crush that stereotype. I don't want you to th- continue thinking the way that you do. Do you know what I mean? And I remember one time I was in high school, it was my senior year of high school, and my teacher, and it wasn't necessarily that I got offended by it, but I just thought, like, he just didn't really understand. He said that, okay, don't you just want to be a typical American girl? Well, what is that typical American girl? You know what I mean? What, what is it? To, what, like, define typical American girl? I am I was born and raised here. I'm just an American just like anybody else, except I'm Muslim. And I wear the scarf, and I wear the hijab. You know, I wear the hijab. So if anything, that, I mean, I feel like it makes me special. I feel like it makes me stand out in a good way. But, you yeah, know, I mean, you get the typical questions. Do you sleep in it? Do you shower in it? Um, I think one time, uh, oh, gosh, um, I don't know, just, really weird stuff. I can't even <laughs> think about it on the top of my head, but if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, I had to be rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
6: okay. 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 One of the questions I have been asking, especially with international students, so one student asked me, okay, so now you are far from your family and country. Why should you wear Hageb? Okay, I wear haqab because I'm Muslim, and I believe and I'm proud to have haqab on. She said, okay, but so I found out that some students they think that we are forced in our country to wear hijab, or maybe my family forced me to wear hijab, which is not. One, of the other question, especially when I go in a store, maybe I found a little girl and she asked me, okay, it's it's summertime, it's hot, aren't you hot? Why don't you take the scarf off? And then, where do you hijab again in in, in winter? No, I can't. It's like for every relationship, once you have it on, you cannot take it off. But you have to make the right decision. Once you agree to wear a scarf, so you completely understand that responsibility, you cannot take it off anymore. Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you. We, we talk a lot about the questions we get as Muslims or any type of community we're in. We talk about the difference between good faith, honest questions, and those questions that are not. And, you know, having said that, it is our job as the Muslim Student Association to to let people ask questions. So having said that, I'll let you ask questions to the panel. What questions do you have? Stand, stand up so we can hear you, please. Yeah, the question is the relationship. Obviously, obviously this is an issue in Islam, but there's cultural differences between countries and things, particularly with the hijab. So if you'd like to respond to that question about the differences in cultural expression, maybe.
2: Okay. Um, You're right. There is a lot of kind of there's not really a filter that you know some people who don't know much about the Arab culture and Islam there's not really a filter that they would see between you know being Arab or you know Egyptian or anything and then Islam Culture is language, food, dance, um, basically anything. Like, when you go to a wedding, that's the best time to see the culture. When you go to a different uh, country, that's the best time to see the culture. But the religion, and sometimes they won't, I won't say contradict, but culture kind of doesn't filter Islam, and Islam doesn't filter culture. Islam is being Muslim. It's the Quran. It's the rules. It's the guidelines. It's you know, the way to live by, but it's not, it's your belief, you know, it's the belief in God, culture, it's not the belief in God, it's being Arabic and, you know, eating hummus and, you know what I mean, certain things like that, that's the culture, Um, I know that sometimes, you know, in Islam it says, you know, music isn't, you know, supposed to enter your ear all these certain types of music. And I know in our culture, we love music. We have all these different types of music and all these artists that we love. So there is a kind of a standby, but what's important to know is Islam is one thing. Whatever the Quran says, you follow it. The way the hijab is in the Quran is the way you're supposed to wear it, culturally or not culturally. Whether you're from Egypt or Pakistan or Yemen or from Jordan or Palestine, the way to wear the hijab is the same way for everybody. Now, that's not to say that everybody here wears the hijab the same way. They don't, and that's the culture part. You know what I mean? When sometimes I know I had a a friend who used to wear the hijab um, in a kind of an Indian style you know where her ears would show and she'd wear earrings and her neck would show and she knew that wasn't the right way but she said well what am I going to do you know I grew up in this kind of culture but in essence a slam is a slam you know what I mean so those rules they don't get filtered by culture it's the same thing it stays the way it's supposed to be but sometimes culture can interfere with someone's religion especially in a western area so that's what I have to say about that
4: basically no comment.
1: <laughs> Would anybody else like to address this?
6: Yes, yeah, please. Okay. Um, just simple. What she, what she said is, when it comes to hijab, it's a commitment to, as we all said about Islam. So you have just to, to all you can see, to show is your face and your hands. How it looks like, the, style, the, size, the color, the the color—that's a different culture issue. You can go through that. Done. But talking about hijab, it's just you have to show your face and hand. I don't know if that's clear enough for you or not. That's from the religious perspective uh, but from the cultural perspective feel free how it looks like like you can see many different or if you look around you you will find people from different cultures has different styles I guess. Thank you. Do
0: mm-hmm. you want to
1: add to that? Um, yeah I think it would definitely have to have a balance between the two. Then you know, Because if you don't you're just going to like you like, um, some, I think when you guys mentioned that it like kind of intertwines, so you have to have the balance because like c- culture and religion are two different things. I mean, you can be, you can be the Middle Eastern and be proud of your Middle Eastern background, but also you have to understand that you have to uphold um, your religious beliefs, you know? So a lot of people tell me, for example, modesty. Like, in itself, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the way that you talk and the way that you act. And um, it doesn't just go down to the way that you dress. So some people might say, okay, well, you know what, I can add an earring or I can, um, I guess, wear makeup or do all that stuff. I mean, you want to, I guess, be... Like you don't want to attract too much attention, because then that's contradicting the whole point of the scarf. Do you know what I mean? Of the hijab itself. So,
5: um, for me, uh, I think culture has a lot to do with hijab. In many different areas, there are different kinds of hijab. Middle East has its hijab. Yemen, Palestine. Um, you also have to respect the area you're in because hijab is modesty, and you have to be modest and respect where you are. Like for me, when I was in Yemen, I wore the adai, I wore the hijab, I wore the niqab, I wore everything respecting that country, being modest to that country. When I came here, I respected this country and I wore like modern clothes.
0: You know, one thing I'll add I've been going to Jordan for about 10 years. And I've seen a generational difference in the hijab. And the last time I was there, last year, the young girls had it piled. (laughs) I didn't understand. I wondered what was underneath there. Can you talk a little bit about generational expression in hijab and
2: things like that? Well, with each generation comes new styles, new ways of looking. You know, like now... Today, something could be out, and tomorrow, it's old, and then something else is out. You know what I mean? Today, you know, a tube top's in, tomorrow, sweaters are in. You know, so you, you, with generation comes different styles, you know what I mean? So I think from my experience, when my sisters wore the hijab, there was still overalls with the sweaters underneath and, like, the boots and all that. With my generation now, we're we're more into revealing our skin and our hair and certain things, which is okay. I mean, I, I... No judgment to anybody, and I should say this. Up here, there's six beautiful girls, but we're not the perfect Muslim. I mean, we're not the perfect hijabis or Muslimat, and, you know, there really is no perfect Muslim, per se. Um, You could be the best you can be, and that's perfect in itself. But to go on, with each generation, the hijab will change because with every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to want to change yourself. So that's why in Islam sometimes they say, Or a chef will say, well, don't look in in the mirror for too long. Do what you usually do and walk away. You look good. Just walk away. Because sometimes you're going to want to put more eyeliner, more eyeshadow, some lipstick. Um, Brothers will want to wear, you know, a little bit of a tighter shirt, some tighter pants. Sisters will want to put on skinny jeans instead of the skirt. So don't always think that you have to change yourself to go with modern times and that's what it is getting into we change with society and because we're human muslims are the same thing we will change with society and it's because we're human so i think sometimes it's always good to go back to what you know and that's the quran and how the quran tells you to be which is to be modest in all forms of hijab which is the way you speak the way you act the way you look um, how people should perceive you. You know, we get accounted for and on the day of judgment. God will account you for everything for pointing at someone in the wrong way or looking at someone in the wrong way. And I just think and I hope that my sisters know that in the end we're all going to be the same. We're all going to be beautiful. Judge the same. So we might as well make this life worth living, and we don't have to go into society.
0: Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library.